welcome to Qian Li Zhuai, A Thousand Miles. This is Stella, and this is our sixteenth episode for the show. I'm sure by now you're all familiar that Qian Li Zhuai was originally a quote from Mencius, describing an arrogant person who didn't allow anyone to approach him, even from a thousand miles away. But our show is to bring everyone from far away to learn Chinese with us. As always, we'll start from the very beginning of ancient China all the way until the modern era. I'll also introduce fun facts, interesting stories. And how native speakers use them in context. So the idiom for today is "kong chengji," meaning that someone is bluffing or a place is literally empty; nothing is left. The background of the story still falls in the latter part of the Eastern Han, 184 to 280 AD, or the period of the Three Kingdoms. Like I said in the previous episodes, there were so many historically significant stories and idioms in this era. Thus, I strongly suggest that you go back and listen to episodes 11 to 15 to get the whole picture of Three Kingdoms and the relationships amongst all the characters. And this was around the same time as the Roman Empire in Europe. If you've been following our show, you know that I made an analogy wherein Cao Cao is the perpetual villain in this era, similar to Gargamel and the Smurfs. But the main characters for today were Zhuge Liang and Sima Yi. If you forgot who Zhuge Liang was, please listen specifically to episodes twelve and thirteen. He was Liu Bei's right-hand man, pretty much like the prime minister to Han Guo. Sima Yi held a similar position in Wei Guo and worked for Cao Cao. In keeping with my previous analogy. He's like Gargamel's cat, Azrael. He was the one who was rational and saw the flaws in his master's plans, but was often overruled and then blamed when things went wrong. For this story, Cao Cao got reports of a place called Xicheng, where Liu Bei and Zhuge Liang were camping. So he sent Sima Yi with a number of soldiers to attack them. Just like the first time, Zhuge Liang confronted Cao Cao's ambush in Boangpo. They were totally outnumbered by Cao Cao's army. Due to his previous successes, everyone was counting on Zhuge Liang to figure out a plan. He then instructed that the gates be left wide open, and that some of the soldiers change into civilian clothes and sweep the streets while the rest hid. He then sat on the city walls, playing a musical instrument called Qing, as though he were confident in the safety of the city. Sima Yi had already heard how clever Zhuge Liang was, and he was convinced that he wouldn't act in such a carefree manner if he wasn't confident in his ability to defend the city. He assumed that Zhuge Liang must have had an army lying in wait with resources to fight against him, and so he gave the order to withdraw. After Sima Yi left, Zhuge Liang instructed the city to be abandoned. He correctly surmised that Sima Yi would come back to attack them, and when Sima Yi did eventually come back, the castle town was empty. He was furious at being fooled by Zhuge Liang, and this is where we get Kong Chengji. Kong is empty, Cheng is castle, and Ji here means 计谋 a scheme. Whenever I think of Zhuge Liang, I always think of the movie *Chibi: Red Cliff*, in which Takeshi Kaneshiro, a Japanese-Taiwanese actor and singer, played the role of Zhuge Liang. He exemplified Zhuge Liang as not only intelligent and resourceful, but also drop-dead gorgeous. Now, let's hear some examples of how to use it in Chinese. 空城计的空就是什么都没有的意思。城是中国古代每一个重要的城市都会盖一个城堡。计是计谋的意思。我们会说唱空城计。空城计现在可以用在一个。
地方真的没有人。可以说，巴厘岛因为 COVID-19， 整个岛上的饭店都在唱《空城计》。唱《空城计》还有一个很有趣的用法，可以用在说肚子饿了。我们可以说。我今天早餐跟午餐都没有吃，我的肚子早就唱空城计了。So, Kong Chen Ji can be used in contexts where place is fully empty. For example, under COVID lockdown, most places seem like a ghost town. Or I haven't eaten anything since this morning, so my stomach is truly empty. However, it can also be used in a situation where a person is making a bluff. For example, if someone says that they don't think you have the money to pay for something, so you throw your wallet at them and tell them to check it themselves while yelling at them about how shameless they are for bullying you and going through your things. The goal being to make them too embarrassed to check. Albeit, from a Western perspective, it doesn't make sense. But since means how people look at you is so important in Chinese culture, it would be more effective. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed the story and gained insight into how Kongchenji can be used in Chinese. The content was from the Jie references and scripted by Mandarin X Zhongwanke. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more Chinese learning. See you next time.